What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Astros and the Mets. As you know, in the last episode, game one didn't go well, but we are going to talk about it. But Tom is in Philadelphia doing some kind of hanging out with his old military pals. So I have a special guest joining me tonight, and that is Stadium Steffi. Steffi, what's up? Hi, friends. Uh, hi, Rob. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm tired of working, but I mean, whew, I mean, we work all day, and then they keep us for meetings, and it's just I was falling asleep. Oh. It just it upsets me. We work too much to be doing meetings afterwards and getting Ain't home at true. seven. Come on, what kind of life yeah, is that's that? Awful. That's awful. Yeah. I mean, hey, make the meetings during the work hours where I can take a little bit more of my time away at the desk. So um, granted, I work from home now, so my meetings are all virtual. But even then, we still have meetings that could have been an email. So, you know, one of those things, man, I tell you. I need to work from home. I will say it's glorious. I'm eating at home a lot more, which is nice. So a lot more home cooked meals. All right. So let's talk about these games. I'm going to talk about Monday real quick. Hunter Brown, not a good outing, but it kind of all happened at once. He pitched five and two-thirds, seven hits and six runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. It, it was just one bad inning. I mean, but overall, like the other, the rest of the game, he did pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's one of those things where you have one bad inning, but it can make obviously a huge difference in the game. And it really did for him that day. Obviously, uh, a lot of key moments that just, you know, one pitch can miss and result in, you know, some really big, big home runs. And it was it was a rough one for him. But I mean, we sometimes forget he's a rookie because he looks so much like Justin Verlander on the mound that, you know, you forget that last year was the first time he stepped foot on a major league, you know, ballpark field. <laughs> yeah. I don't it's think a, anybody's bad mouthing him. I think everybody respects him. Top of the third, he gave up a homer, an RBI single, and a three run homer. So it just it just all came in bunches. He had an RBI single in the sixth, and they were up six to zero. The only bright spot, and he's been a bright spot for a while, and that is Yiner Diaz. I mean, uh Jordan's been gone. And two episodes in a row, it was Abreu who was the player of the series. And now, last week was Yiner Diaz. And I th- and he has a good start of the uh, series to, to win it again. Yeah, absolutely. I think he has been such a bright spot in the past couple outings. And especially with 
the rest of the team having some struggles, you know, for someone like that to come in and really just do his part and go above and beyond what I think any of us expected is super exciting. It's, it's awesome to see him finally tapping into some of that power and, you know, seeing the ball very, very well, um, especially during this series. So um, it's, it's some good stuff to see from Yainer for sure. There's been so many people get him out there. How's he going to, how's he going to get better if he's sitting on the bench behind Maldi who can't even hit. And now that Jordan is out, the guy is playing nearly every day. And now that he has rep after rep day after day, I mean, this dude is good and he should never sit down again. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I think it's so exciting to see him again, getting on the bases as often as he has. And I think it makes you think, you know, next year, you know, what do you do with him? What do you do with Corey Lee? Uh, you know, Caesar, what Salazar? I mean, and then, you know, Maldi, obviously, I think this is his last year on his contract, right? Yeah. I don't think Maldi should play at all anymore. <laughs> I, I did. I defend, I've been defending Maldi from day one, like, but I don't know. I mean, just like this lineup is not strong enough to support having a guy hitting in the ninth hole that, that can't hit. He actually had a pretty decent series, though, and we're going to get to that. But the Mets added five runs in the ninth. Uh, Dusty kind of hung out the uh, new guy, Dubin, to dry. He hit through three innings and gave up five runs in his Major League debut. That kind of wasn't fair. Yeah, that was definitely a bummer um, for him to have to come into that situation. But I also think it's one of those moments where you kind of see what somebody is made of. Um, I think that, you know, credit to him for going out there and kind of wearing it a little bit but at the same time it's like you know you can go into that outing and say hey you know what like this is my time to give my best stuff and show him what I'm made of and make sure that the you know deficit stays where it's at and you know he obviously had some struggles and um again had to wear that a little bit more than I think uh, anyone would have liked so it was definitely a bummer but I mean hey let's get that out inning out of the or outing out of the way and you know let's move forward and see what else you got I'm pretty sure he's happy about it. I mean, that's just oh, yeah. a dream for every kid to get into the majors. And the dude was out of gas at the end, but he, he stuck in there, saved the bullpen arms, and it paid off later in the uh, series. Yiner, one for four, a home run, and Maldi, one for three. Pena, Dubon, and Bregman also got hits. The Mets had 11 runs on 14 hits, and the Astros scored one run on five hits, and they actually had more errors then run scored. But you know what? Let's put that behind us. That was game number five. That was five losses in a row. The sky is falling. Everybody's given up. Me and Tom are totally <laughs> positive on here. We're like, there's nothing to worry about. Absolutely. I mean, maybe later we will, but we're too talented. Yeah, and I mean, you kind of brought up Maldi earlier, and you talked about how this lineup really isn't strong enough to have someone like him, you know, hitting in that nine hole with the average he has. But it's also like, is it only not strong enough because we have so many injuries? Obviously, we still don't have Brantley in. Altuve just got back, you know. Uh, obviously, Jordan is out. So it's like, you know, is it not strong enough because of a situational yeah, thing? Yeah, it's or, not strong enough at the know? moment. At the exactly. moment. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, so I mean, it was it was exciting to see Maldi do something. Uh, I hope he continues to do that. And I mean... I think with Maldi too, it's one of those really tough things where when the players love him so much and love the way he calls a game, but then, you know, you have Yiner who's 
coming up with some of these younger guys that are now going to be those starters. And so it's like, you know, you know, he needs more playing time. Absolutely. I hope they never sent him down again. I don't think he'd ever deserve that. But um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next season um, when you don't have Maldi and you have to kind of make that decision on who is going to be that next man up at that catcher position on the daily. Well, I talked about that once about how they told Corey Lee, you go back to the minor leagues because you're you're a starter. You're not a backup. There's no way he's taking this starting job from Yiner after this year. I'm no way. Yiner is the catcher of the future. And the thing I meant, like what I'm saying about Maldi is that there's so many holes in the lineup and even our big bats aren't getting hits. And you can't have Maldi out there like Diaz can catch and put Dubon out there. Like just when everybody comes back, then let them catch. I mean, I'm fine with that. But right now, I don't know. They, they, they're scoring now. So let's get to this game. Tuesday, one of the most anticipated matchups of the year. I'm glad it worked out good. Framber versus JV. And I think JV just faced Cole in his matchup yeah. either last time or the time before that. But uh, bottom of the third, Altuve had a sack fly, brought in Jolks. Bottom of the seventh, Bregman, had, I mean, whoa, bottom of the third, Bregman had a two-run homer. Maldi scored, and we're up three to zero pretty quick. Altuve had an RBI single in the seventh, and we're cruising. We're up four to zero, but the Mets add two runs in the eighth, and the Astros win four to two. It felt so good. I mean, if we lost five games in a row, that means, oh, my, we had a six-man rotation. So maybe uh, Framber wasn't part of this. But, I mean, if you need to get out of a losing streak, I mean, that's the perfect guy. But uh, I liked it. It was great. He, he stepped up to the challenge, and you got to love Framber. Well, it's insane, too, because I think I, I read somewhere that, you know, last year you were always looking at JV to get you out of those situations. But now you have Framber who pitches against JV and is the one that comes out on top to really get us back on track, really get things rolling in the right direction again. And, you know, he just, man, I could watch Bromber pitch all day, every day. I mean, his composure. And I mean, you think about a couple of years back where he, you know, would get really emotional on the mound and, you know, kind of would give into that moment um, when things were going wrong. And, you know, now he's so good at just really settling himself down and really centering himself and like, not letting the moment get too big. And I mean, it's it's been incredible to see his growth. It's been incredible to see, you know, again, him get a win against JV. Um, the new ace, you know, taking out the old ace was, was uh, exciting. So I was not mad about that one bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think Framber has the time to get frustrated. Yeah. I, think, I think the pitch clock's helping him get out of his own head because he's like, okay, I'm mad. Oh, whoa, whoa I got to throw already. I think yeah. that might help him. Eight innings, four Insane. hits, two runs, a walk, nine strikeouts. He's seven and five with a 2.27 ERA, which I haven't checked today, but it was the fifth best ERA in uh, the American League. He just doesn't get any run support, but this time he got four, took care of business. Presley walked a guy and struck out a guy, picked up save, number 13. JV went seven innings. Eight hits and four runs, no walks and five strikeouts. Gave up a home run and JV's ERA is 450. So that's not the JV that we had on our team. The Astros, four runs on nine hits. They were one for two with runners in scoring position. They left three on. Jolks, 
two for three, scored twice. Corey Jolks is a guy that any team could have had him. He was not protected from the Rule 5 draft, and he's he's done very well, and he's he's playing a lot. Oh, yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, the one thing that I, you know, when injuries happen, no one enjoys that, but it does breed opportunity for some of these guys who probably wouldn't have gotten a lot of playing time, and I think that's one of the coolest things about, you know, when you have a team like the Astros that the stakes are always high for the Astros. And so to have someone like Corey come in and really just take that moment and run with it has been awesome to see. And then, of course, the story of the hometown kid. How do you not love that, you know? Uh, and and honestly, too, just the nicest guy to begin with, which is even cooler. So uh, honestly, the success could not be happening to a better human. And I love every second of it, too. So it's, it's awesome to see. <laughs> I think if Michael Brantley would have been healthy, at the end of training camp, he wouldn't even be on, he wouldn't have been on the team getting this chance. So I really yeah, like absolutely. it. I, I love the story, you know, hometown kid. And I love it that he's producing and uh, everybody, any team could have had him for like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. uh, Easy. Diaz, Yiner Diaz went two for four. Tucker and Jake Myers, the only two starters without a hit. So we end the streak. So the next day we got CJ, you know, that's almost a guaranteed win every time. And it was a Wednesday afternoon and uh, there's a lot of scoring, not a lot of great pitching, <laughs> but talk about what happened in the top of the first, because the uh, Mets could have scored some runs, but again, you know, there's a play to first and the guy just wants to run in the infield Half the time it's called one way, the other half it's called another way. What happened today? Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely a crazy moment with the bases loaded. Um, Javier, you know, a little tapper to the mound, gets the out at home to get the first out and then throws to first, uh, or catcher throws to first to basically try to get that out at first. And um, Alonzo just got in the base pass. And so they did call the runner's interference, which um, obviously I think the Reds would have appreciated last week because uh, I think they were the ones that were complaining, or was it the Nationals, I think. Uh, Nationals were complaining about interference during the walk-off. And so, uh, yeah, something that's not 100% called all the time, um, but they did call it on this one. And it basically took away the opportunity for them to get that run in and also sent all of the players back to their original bases. So instead of having even a, you know, second, third situation, it was first and second. Um, and so, yeah, crazy situation. Uh, definitely, I think was a game changer. I think that, you know, if they get going in that moment, um, I don't think you're stopping them because uh, I mean, it was just one of the wilder games that I think we've seen uh, today. So was definitely an interesting situation, but a moment that really, really helped the Astros and and kept that game tight. All right, so the Astros kept them from scoring, and in the bottom of the first, Dubon scored on a wild pitch. Alex Bregman brought in Kyle Tucker with an RBI single. We are up two to zero, but the Mets come back. Marte had a two-run double. Lindor had a sack fly. The Mets take the lead. And then we go to the top of the third. Vogelback had an RBI double, and now we are down four to two. Not looking good. Bottom of the third. Here's Jolks, a two-run single. Tucker and, and uh, Bregman come in. We're tied. Chaz a two-run homer. I think Chaz should play a little more. I mean, Jake Myers getting Jake and Jolks getting kind of more starts than Chaz. 
and Vogelbach had a two-run single in the fourth. And as I flip the page, we are tied <laughs> at six. Uh, what uh, Bottom of the fourth, Alex Bregman, RBI single, Brett and Duvon, we take the lead. And here he is again, Yiner Diaz, a two-run homer, brought in Alex Bregman. We are now winning nine to six. And that is after four innings, nine to six after four innings. What were you thinking the final score is going to be like 18 to 12? Oh God, I don't even know what I thought at that moment. And I actually, uh, since I work from home, I took a nice little lunch break at the ballpark today. Um, And I actually literally took my laptop to the ballpark and was working from my seats for a little while. Um, But man, what a long game. It was insane. The bases getting loaded on both sides quite a bit in those first few innings that really just prolonged a lot of stuff. But um, I I had no idea what direction that game was going to go, but I definitely didn't think it was going to be as low scoring as it was. I, you know, like you said, I thought it was going to (laughs) be 18 to 20. I don't even know. It was nuts. Nine to six after four in the sixth, Alonzo had a two run homer. That made it nine to eight. And then my boy Maldi had a sack bunt, oh, brought in jokes. That made it 10 to eight. And that was the final score. Not a whole lot of scoring after it was nine to six. Christian Javier, not a Christian Javier like start. Two and a third innings, four hits and four runs. He walked five batters. Did you see anything in Javier's uh, outing or just? The Mets had the the bats going. What what did you see on as far as Javier's day? You know, I think it was a little bit of both. I don't think he had really good control of his pitches, which obviously resulted in all the walks. But I think you know to keep his composure and keep again the game as close as he did in those first few innings when you know the bases were getting loaded a lot and they were scoring a couple times here and there. So for him to get through it. Um, I was proud of him, but it definitely, like you said, it's not the Christian Javier we're used to. We're used to lights out, you know, strikeout after strikeout. We're used to, uh, you know, him just really, man, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was, it was tough to see, but I think every pitcher has those kind of outings, you know, every once in a while. So, Hey, get it out of your system, shake it off and let's move on to the next. So um, fingers crossed he can do that and, and really just get back to that, you know, typical Christian Javier that we're used to. If memory serves me correctly, the Astros love to score for CJ, so it ended oh, yeah. up not hurting him. His ERA is still at 325. Didn't even get out of the third inning, and we win the game. That's what's crazy. Uh, the Magic oh, yeah. Man, who is Seth Martinez, to some people that don't know that, he pitched an inning and a third, <laughs> gave up two runs. Phil Maton, inning and a third, a hit and three strikeouts, and he even got the win. Montero gave up two runs. He's had a couple of games here and there where he doesn't give up any runs, but definitely not a guy I want out in the in the field uh, pitching uh, during a playoff run or something. Uh, Naris Abreu and Presley, no runs combined, and Presley picks up save. Number 14, the Astros 10 runs on nine hits. The Mets eight runs on 10 hits. The Astros were, uh, I can't even read my writing, but they left seven guys on base. <laughs> And they win the series. So what were your thoughts of, you know, as a fan when the Astros were on this five game losing streak, JV comes to town after we just got annihilated. How are you feeling? I think I'm one that, uh, you know, after working for the team for 
quite a few years and working for them in some really bad years because I started in 2013. Nothing the Astros do these days can hurt me. So <laughs> for me, I'm still really good at staying on the positive. And plus, it's June. We're not even halfway through this season yet. I mean, you think about the tombstone in 2005 and then the Astros making it to their first World Series. It's like, you know, it's it's still too early for us to get too high or too low. Um, but, you know, it's definitely a different situation that we've been in in the past few years, being obviously behind in the standings um, where we're used to being in a leading position right now. But also, too, I think there are teams out there in our division that they maybe haven't faced a ton of adversity and we're facing all of it at once. So I think that's something that, you know, you got to keep that in mind is that we don't have some of our, you know, best pitchers. We don't have some of our best hitters um, on the team right now. And, you know, once everyone's healthy, I think we're going to be just fine. So again, I'm one, I don't get too high. I don't get too low. Every day is a good day to watch baseball, regardless of if you're in a losing streak, a winning streak, it doesn't matter. Um, But Hey, let's get the losing streak out of the way now so we can enjoy (laughs) the rest of the season. (laughs) All right, so towards the end of the show, Tom always has his final thoughts. But I want to talk to you, this will be later, about going to all these games. I think you've been to like 30-something home games already, which is very (laughs) impressive. But anyway, folks, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I hope you're ready, Steffi. We're going to name our players of the series, pitcher, position player, and the Coach Rose Award, which was meant for someone that exceeds expectations but sometimes we just give it to somebody because we didn't give them the other awards. So you do whatever you want with the Coach Rose <laughs> Award. And then uh, I'll tell you guys the results of me and Tom Survivor uh, picks. It finally went my way. We'll look at the uh, <laughs> Astro schedule coming up. And then we'll talk to Steffi about all of her uh, home games and actually working from the stadium. How, how nice <laughs> would that be? All right, we'll be right back, folks, with more Astros baseball. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back. All right, are you ready to do your players of the series? We always start with pitcher. And I think this is a no-doubter, a slam dunk. My pitcher of the series is Framber Valdez. I think you can't give it to anybody but Framber. I mean, again, to get us off of that skid um, and to pitch the way he did against Justin Verlander, literally no sweat at all. He Okay, he's all sweat. That's a lie. But yeah. uh, no sweat mentally. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think you have to give it to Framber. I mean, it, he was just incredible. Lights out. And, um, yeah, he is, he is one of those guys that you always look forward to seeing the ball in his hand. All right, position player I picked. Yiner Diaz, two times in a row. He's my player of the series. Who do you have? I am actually 100% with you on that one as well. So you got to stop stealing my picks. You should have let me go first. Oh, I'm, I sorry, I'm sorry. I'll let, I'll, let you, I'll let you do the rose first. I usually <laughs> yeah, let Tom go first too. Okay. And I like to predict things, but now that we have those two matched up, I think we're going to get the rose correct. So tell me who your rose winner is. It's the coveted 
Cultural's award. Who do you have? I I feel like I have to go with Corey Jolks. I mean, I think he had a great series. I think he made some incredible plays out in the outfield today. And he, you know, you always see him hustling. You never see him taking a moment off. And again, to be that hometown kid doing all these big things for his own team is God, the best thing to see. And again, like I said, I, it couldn't be happening happening to a better guy. So I'm I'm loving every every minute that Corey Jolks is out on the field is a minute that I am very happy. All right, there's some guys that could get this award. Dubin could get it for coming in and you know pitching three innings in his first outing ever. There's some other guys that could get it, but I don't even remember who they were. But. <laughs> This is what we call on the show a trifecta because I also have Corey <laughs> Jolks as my coach Rose winner. Oh, oh man. So I need to hear why why Corey Jolks for you, Rob. Because he is almost this is why I'm giving it to him. He I expect this from him. I expect him to play good. But the way I gave out the Coach Rose Award today is that he was one of the guys that I almost gave the player of the series too. And I, I think he deserves some hardware today. I'm here for that. That's a great reason <laughs> to give it out. And I mean, he was also basically like my second pick for players yeah. player, uh, of the series as well. So I'm, I'm with that. I like that. I wanted to give it to Maldi, but I didn't <laughs> get a sack bun. He had close. a hit in the game one, but no, 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 no. Joke <laughs> jokes did it. I mean, if, if Diaz wouldn't have did what he did, I mean, jokes would have won it, but. That's good. We were thinking the same thing. Love that for us. All right. So let me give you guys the update on Survivor. Uh, Tom was 15 and three. He picked Detroit over Kansas City and they lost one to zero. So he's now 15 and four. I can't read my writing, but I picked Cincinnati. Oh, over Colorado. I picked Cincinnati over Colorado. They beat him eight to six. I was 10 and eight. Now I'm 11 and eight. So I'm now only four games behind Tom. And uh, he's not here to pick, so we're not going to get a play today. But uh, anyway, it's good. It's good that I finally won a game on him because Tom is just totally, totally destroying me. All right. <laughs> so the Astros are off tomorrow, so there's no home game for you tomorrow. And then Friday, this is a this is a big deal. This is a big deal for the Astros. We don't do fair or foul that much anymore, but. I can tell you this, fair or foul, would you go to the Dodgers game and watch the Astros? No, I'm not going to get murdered. <laughs> There's no way. That was, that'd was that be the last place I would go. Actually, I 100% would, but it's because we have so many really great friends from Dodgers Twitter that I know would be there with us. And actually, there's a huge group of Astros fans that are going out to the games over there to meet up with friends that are Dodgers fans and to hang out. And I think, too... One thing I've learned from traveling to all kinds of different ballparks is that if you're, pardon my French, if you're not an a-hole to other people and you're not obnoxious and rude, most people are going to be fine with you. They may ask you about the cheating scandal. You're going to get a little quip here or there. But, you know, if you're not being rude to fans of other teams, they will usually, I say usually, treat you in kind. So I 100% would have gone. I almost went. I actually almost had a work trip scheduled in around the LA area for next week, but then it got moved. But I almost went 
to this series as well. And again, it was to see friends and hang out and obviously get to travel with a bunch of other Astros Twitter friends too. So I actually, I 100% would go to Dodger Stadium. I don't understand why people want to go to visiting stadiums and act like a jerk. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like it, it, I see Astro fans doing it. They go to op- other stadiums yeah. and we win the game and they're like taunting people. Like you didn't do anything. Just sit yeah, there and shut exactly. up. Sit there and shut up and watch the game and cheer. Yeah. That's what I did when I went and watched them. All right, exactly. JP. I don't. I don't like this pitching matchup though. But I know. I know the Dodgers are struggling and their fans are just as upset as we were. JP France on Friday, who's been phenomenal. I have all the confidence in the world when JP France pitches. And then we got Blanco on Saturday. I guess we're sticking with the six man rotation. And then Hunter Brown on Sunday, and. Is we got Friday, right? Yeah. So not only is Steffi filling in for Tom today, but she's going to fill in on Friday. On Friday, on I will Friday be on the relevant app as we as we take down the Dodgers, JP France and the Astros. I guess they're starting a rookie, Sheehan. He's zero and zero with the zero ERA. Miller starting on Saturday against Blanco, three and one, two eighty three. Maybe an advantage for the old Dodgers on Saturday. And then Hunter Brown against Goslin, who was 4-2, 292. Sunday should be a pretty good matchup. Uh, what do you think about J.P. France? The guy's been super impressive. Oh, man, he's been awesome, and I wish we would give him the run support he deserves. We don't always, which is frustrating. Um, but, man, I, I love to watch that guy pitch. I think I may have to wear a fake mustache on Friday in honor of J.P. France. So if you catch me on the relevant app wearing a fake mustache, hyping up the J.P. France train, mind your business, okay? Uh, I got to do it for the people, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I know you guys aren't used to this after the 17 games in a row. The Astros are also off Monday. And then Tuesday through Thursday, they go to Seattle. I mean, St. Louis. So you can go watch the, them play there and get in the arch. And then the following weekend, they play the Texas Rangers. Now, this is a chance. The Astros have their destiny in their own hands. All they got to do is beat the team above them, beat the Angels, beat the Texas Rangers, and everything will be fine. I don't know why people are panicking. There, there may be a time to panic later, but I've said this all along on the podcast. If the Astros don't win the World Series, if they don't go to the ALCS, I'm okay with it. Because yeah. they just went six years in a row. They can't go forever. And I'll just look back and reflect and say, wow, that was a great run. And that was so much fun. I mean, I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm 100% the same way. And I think, too, it's one of those things where everyone wants to win the division. Everyone wants to make it into the playoffs. I, I'm a big proponent of, you know what, like all it takes is getting in. So even if we don't win the division, which I hope we do, I think we have all the talent to do it. I think we just. You know, got to start playing a little bit cleaner baseball. And right now we're not doing that. I mean, God, even Saturday, you know, Jeremy Benya with the errors, I was shook. <laughs> I was like, yeah. "Where? what is What is this? Like, why is he broken? Someone fix him, please. But, you know, um, just, I we got to play cleaner baseball. Same. It was Saturday. I, there. It was, I know you were across from me. I know. <laughs> you're eating, uh, you're eating. Uh, My funnel cake fries. Funnel cake fries. Day. I would have said hi to you, but we're on the exact opposite side of the stadium. Oh, man. 
All right, but so yeah. we got to beat Texas. So Tom has his final thoughts, but I want to ask you this. How many home games have you been to this year? Today was my 26th home game. Gee, I've been to one. So. <laughs> How far away do you live from the stadium? I Maybe 15 minutes. I live like around oh. the Lakewood Church area, so not super far, which is nice. Um, and I'm super lucky that I have a lot of really good friends and stuff that when they have an extra ticket, they'll invite me out and things like that. I've bought a couple of tickets myself. Oh, the Coca-Cola value pack, a steal. Everyone should use that whenever they can. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, so this was my 26th home game and, um, it's been awesome. It's been awesome getting to see, you know, so many games. I definitely think I'm going to break my record of games <laughs> that I go to home-wise, um, but I'm also visiting a couple of different stadiums this year to watch the Astros. So I'm actually going to go see them in Arlington. Um, it's technically for my birthday weekend, even though it's a week before my birthday weekend, Doesn't but my matter. brother lives up there. Hey, my brother lives up there. The whole family's going to go together to watch some baseball. We actually, we have the uh, scoreboard shirts for the home run and each of us has a different part of the home run scoreboard thing from the Astrodome. So we're going to rock the t-shirts and look real cute as a family. Um, then I'm also visiting, uh, Detroit. I have a friend who works for the Tigers and literally on a whim last week, I think on Thursday, I was like, Hey, can I come watch the Astros series over there? And he's like, yeah, sure. I got you tickets. And I was like, great, let's do it. So <laughs> I booked a flight that night and was like, let's go to Detroit. And I've seen Comerica before. It's a gorgeous ballpark. I actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, so getting to go and watch the Astros play there this time is going to be awesome. Cause last time I went, it was right after the pandemic and it was probably one of my first trips that I had done um, in a while. And so uh, just getting out to a baseball stadium was yeah. the best. And then um, going to see Kansas city and the Astros um, in September. And my friends and I, we decided that since we do want to see St. Louis as well, we're going to watch two of the games, Astros, Kansas City, take a train over to St. Louis, and then watch St. Louis and the Brewers um, for that Monday, Tuesday. So going to be a really fun weekend full of baseball with my girls, as it always is. And wow. uh, yeah, it's it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. I love traveling for baseball. It's literally every single vacation I take is baseball related. So um, and my reputation definitely precedes me because my boss, I'm going to Minnesota in July. And they're, it's actually during all-star break. So there's no game. And uh, they actually play on my birthday on July 9th in Minnesota. And our trip is that next day. And my boss was like, are you sure you're not coming for the series against the Orioles? And I was like, the fact that you know me well enough to know that I would go is fantastic. Um, but I will not be doing that because I don't want to spend my birthday alone in Minnesota, you know? Mm. But like, feels like weird vibes. So yeah. I'll be going up the next day and missing the series, but it happens. The Astros are playing in Colorado in Denver against the Rockies on my vacation. And that is, that's what I was planning on doing, but I'm not sure. We kind of want to go somewhere neither one of us has been. I, I went there like two oh, years ago. Fair. But I do like to watch baseball. I want to go to Chicago. I've never seen it. I've never been to Wrigley oh. Field. But I've been to the new Yankee Stadium. I've been to Boston. What was your favorite stadium? Mine was probably San Francisco by a landslide. So I haven't been to San Francisco yet, but I am sure that that will be up there on the list. For me, I think Wrigley and uh, Fenway are very, very close one, too. Yeah. Um, I think the feel when you go into those ballparks and it's just pure baseball is the coolest thing in the world. But 
the Wrigley is just a little bit higher on the list because man, we went on a random Friday in the middle of, I think it was August last year. It was a one o'clock game and there were 40,000 people there. It was wow. packed and the feel you get and getting to sing go Cubs go at the end of a game. They were not playing the Astros by the way, just a heads up. So I absolutely did sing go Cubs go with the local crowd because I feel like it's just a part of the experience, Oh yeah. but um, man, it was amazing. And Wrigley is gorgeous. And we did a tour the day before. So got to hear all about the history, which was man, just so cool and so exciting. But um, after I go to these ballparks this year, I think I, that puts me at 20 ballparks that I've seen. So I think I have, four, I think I have four or five. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, you, you know, you know, one, one, you got to see one, San Francisco. One thing you mentioned was uh, the tours. When I wanted oh, to go man. to the tour in Houston, I was like, because I live in San Antonio, I'm like, am I really going to drive all the way over there for that? And it was totally worth it. It is. The, the, the tours are almost as fun as the games. It's really fun. And it's amazing. you can do it before the games, but I think they're shorter. But I think that would be cool. But the Cubs are actually playing when I'm going to, if if we go on my vacation. Because usually my vacation falls on All-Star Weekend and there's no games except for yeah. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that's when I'm heading home. But anyway, we are down to the wire, running out of time. Steffi, thank you so much. You were amazing. You filled in for Tom beautifully. And I can't wait for Friday for us to call that Dodger game. Hey, I'm excited. I look forward to seeing you Friday. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.